Viator is the world's leading travel experience marketplace, offering everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. Extensive options, ease of selection, and flexibility at your fingertips help make sure your time is wonderfully spent. Viator is the place to go to book experiences that will create long-lasting moments that make lifetime memories. And Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences to choose from in over 190 countries. In in fact, just last year, Viator helped my family put together this amazing adventure on the island of Kona. Swimming with the manta rays, trying to avoid the barracudas, whatever your wildest dreams. If you can imagine it, Viator probably has an experience just for you. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in Viator's world of wonderful experiences. Viator. One site, over 300,000 experiences you'll remember. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. For me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. I'm sending it in personally. Welcome. Here we go. It's that time again. Matt Connerton Unleashed, and we are live in the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester. And hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe. And you can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, etc., etc., uh, today is a Friday, January 7, 2022, and I am not alone. That's right, John Hopwood is here. Oh, sorry, let me bring your mic up there. I had no idea this was a commentary on climate change. Really? Well, you know, it's been a long time since I heard the whole thing. Right, yes, yes. And that was driving a car across the United States, having listened to it every, like, 20 minutes. Yes, yes. Yes, uh, uh, Daryl Hall just recently was saying that uh, Out of Touch is, in fact, about climate change. Oh. Yes. Mm -hmm. A good (laughs) metaphor. Maybe they can get a a new video, right? Right, yes. Squeeze some more money out of us. That's right, absolutely. And that is, uh, that's not all, my friends. Let's see, who else we got here? If you're gonna play in Texas, you gotta have a fiddle in the band. That lead guitar is hot, but not for a Louisiana man. So raw's enough that both are faded love and 
Texas Mike is with us. Yeehaw. How are you, Texas Mike? Doing great. Still from Texas? Yes, and my meme will be returning in May. Really? Yeah. Ooh. Will she be coming in? We'll, we'll, we'll see. She's coming up for my sister's graduation in Rhode Island and mine, which is a couple weeks couple weeks later depending on if i make it back to my trip or not uh-huh oh boy oh very good i don't know if you know this uh john hopwood but uh texas mike's meme is uh my biggest fan on our affiliate kcow kcow in dallas fort worth texas does she send you articles of clothing uh she must know it's cold up here you know muffler or something right right, right. maybe you can get her to send me uh, a little something uh texas mike We'll work on that. Yeah, well, okay. Uh, uh, speaking of which, by the way, uh, articles of clothing, uh, What's uh, any update on you and your your ladies? Going one, going out with one tonight right after this program. Uh-huh. And went one with one out last night, so. Oh, okay. Wow. Why don't you take them both out at once? Double your pleasure, double your fun. That's not a gentleman. Uh, that's not a, I'm not being a gentleman by dating two women at once, but... Well, you are dating two women at once. Are you saying you're not a gentleman? <laughs> or, or I try I try to see myself as a... Yeah, so I'm a double stand for myself. It is... Or I'm, I'm in kind of in the doghouse with one of them right <gasps> now. Uh-oh, what happened? Because I wasted all my, all my money on the other one. Oh! So this is so this is kind of like a payback date, or to try get me out of the doghouse. Uh huh. Right. So you're trying to. Uh, will you be bringing uh, flowers um, to your uh, the the one who's upset? <laughs> I'm giving her a Christmas present. So because, oh. because, is she an Orthodox? You know, because they're today. Uh, I think Russia. It's either January sixth or seventh. It's Christmas. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Oh. We haven't been been able to. See, see she's not orthodox. I don't. I I know she is. Well, we just don't know. I know she's working at market basket. Right I dated a, a woman who was orthodox, uh, Armenian orthodox. I told my mother she's orthodox. Does that mean your kids are going to be Jewish? Oh, I guess she's never heard of the Armenian Orthodox Church. I guess not. I guess not. I don't know why, because she's was her friend went to the Greek Orthodox Church. So. Right. I figured. But you know me, I like shorthand, you know, orthodox. If I said, she's orthodox, what would you think? I'd be into the Greek orthodox because I enjoy feta cheese. Mm. Now, uh, so Mikey, so uh, any progress on uh, which uh, which one of these ladies uh, you're going to ask uh, ultimately to, for? To have the, your baby? Yes, and, and uh, you know, his hand in marriage, of course, because he is such a gentleman. Live up to that uh, T-shirt we gave you, the impregnator. Mm-hmm. Not... Mm-hmm. No progress on that yet. Okay. Are they of childbearing age? Yes, both of them are. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She could be a victim of, uh, you know, what do they call them? Cougars. Right. Cradle robbers. Oh, yes, oh, yeah. yes, that's true. So uh, neither of them have gone through menopause. That you know of. That you know of, yeah. I d- Did you check their IDs? You're going to want to ask about that. I will. <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend who was told, a friend of mine, she was only like, he was, she was an older woman, uh-huh. said he was like 35, she said, oh, I'm 45. Then she told him, when I was a kid, my I was a, fr- I was a fan of Tom Mix. <laughs> my father would be 96 if he's alive, was a fan of Tom Mix. So that unraveled, that uh, uh-huh. white lie. Uh, we have a call. 
Perhaps this is one of Mikey's ladies. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Listen, we're not asking the hard-hitting questions here. Ooh. Is Texas Mike plowing in the Oh well, let, let's let's prowess. Not Did you say prowess? I, I think it, I think he said something else. Prowess. Yeah, prowess. <laughs> uh, well, you have to get, oh, Okay, let's uh, let's not. Uh, that's going a little far there, uh, Charles. Uh, we we that got an alderman here I, in trouble. We don't we don't I, I was, we don't I was, work blue. I was using alternate language. I was using the alternate. Term. I, 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 know. I know. I I know. Yes. Well, you know, uh, obviously, there's uh, a lot of uh, in in Texas, Mike's uh, home state of Texas. You know, they have the they plow the fields. There's no, they drill. Of, uh, they drill for oil. Farms there and uh, drill for oil. They're drilling but, uh, for oil. Oh, but yeah, we, yeah, we yeah, don't that, need. That, that's not a term drilling. Any yeah, gushers we lately? We, we we don't need to. Uh, I we don't need to put Mikey on the on the spot with that. I'm a little uh, I'm a little uncomfortable. That's a discussion for the other program, Charles. Of course, yes. Matt Connerton unsheathed, which uh, no. comes on around three a.m. and it is behind a paywall. Thank you, God. Matt unsheathed. Matt no. Matt Connerton no. unsheathed. Yes, yes. It's a very uh, different program, not carried here on WMNH. Yeah. I'm I'm a little surprised that you're uncomfortable talking about this, well, but it's okay for. Mike bringing on, he's dating two different women at the same time, and yeah. he wants to be a gentleman. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's uncool, man. you got a big one. Yeah, yeah. When, when are you going? Now, Charles raises a good point. When are you going to choose one, uh, Texas Mike? I'd have a, I, why don't you stage a, a, a contest, you know? Ooh. Like something out of Festivus, a, a test of strength. Yes. See which one really wants you. Yes. Which one's willing Get to... These- Tear hair and women on the show and do like a dating game style. No, no, we want some physical violence that drives the ratings. Oh, that's true. Sweeps week is uh, coming. Cat fight, cat fight. We don't just like the Steinfeld episode. That's right. Well, we don't have Crazy Joe anymore to depend on for the big ratings. Uh, So we are going to need uh, need need something. What do you say, Mikey? Sinking through the the cellar. No. <laughs> I think both of them are too shy to come on the radio. To be honest, too shy. Oh come on, we'll we'll go we'll go someplace. Uh, we uh, this co- we've already organized the Jello wrestling contest. Remember with a politician? Wait 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 wait. Yes. Does, does back either down. one know about the other? Does either one know about? Of course the other? they do. They have Facebook. Yes, yes they do, and they work at the they they work at the same same place. Two same different jobs. Oh my word! Are you kidding? You're just in a whole world of pain, aren't you, there, Mike? You're in a whole world of pain. They 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 know each other and work together and know that they're dating the same person. Oh, there's a homoerotic <laughs> oh, element. Yeah, you got you, really sexy. you have just created an entire drama series that Netflix should pick up. They could share you. I think. Uh, I, yeah. What's wrong with that? They could take care of you. Well, that's, two that's be- true. Two or three bedroom apartment. Well, I believe I believe Mikey is committed to the idea of ultimately choosing one. Correct. Correct. Oh, but, but, but what about the? So Charles did pose the question though, and it is a good question. When will you be making this decision? That's up okay. to God. Oh, I didn't really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, can we get can we, can we get God on the phone? Oh, you know, it's, it's, actually, it's we can. Subject. We gotta clear this up. I don't know if he's. Uh, I don't know if he's speaking to me. Uh, well, if you wait till the half hour, maybe maybe he'll call in. Oh, maybe. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, so get, we get it, Charles. Hint, if, hint. God, if you are listening, God, if you are listening, we need help on this like immediately to so avoid any future pain. That's right. I say shack up with All both right. of them. <laughs> 
Charles, are you? Right. Are you? So uh, they're not sisters. Charles, uh, while you're on the line, did you want to plug your show? You're on tonight, correct? No, 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 no. I'm not on tonight. We're we're returning back on Monday, the tenth. Oh, okay, gotcha. So next yeah, week you go to three tonight. nights, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but you're taking tonight off. I gotcha. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. It's 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 vacation time. Oh, that's right. I forgot you were on vacation. Very good. Very good. It's Florida. Remember, it's on the other side of the uh, world. Yes. They're, they're winter something else. <laughs> that's, that's right. Is that Australia? What's, what, what, what's winter? Australia. Uh, no, they're in summer right oh. now. Oh. Yeah. yeah. We're yeah, that's right. Florida, Australia. Australia. See, Florida, Australia. Wherever the sun rises and sets and is like 80 degrees, that's Florida. We that's don't have right. anything of the so-called winter crap that you guys talk about. No uh. kidding. Yeah, don't you have, like, big bugs anyway, or something? Oh, jeez, you should see them uh, at a anyway, motel. I got to check, guys. Take care. All right, Charles, thank you for the call. <laughs> All right, that's our friend Charles Richardson from, of course, the Sunshine State, I believe it's called, of Florida. I don't see, you know, uh, gays, marriage, we all support that. Why not, uh, is it polyamorous marriage or polygamous or something? Well, somehow they get away doesn't with it. doesn't work well in Mormon country. They get away with it different. in Utah somehow. Actually, but, they don't. It causes a lot of trouble. Does it? Yeah, because you know, caused a lot of trouble many years ago. Or they can't, uh, they can't. Le- it's not legal technically in Utah, right? No, no. They, so it's it's sort of off the books. No. We have a uh, call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hail to the king, baby. Is it God? <laughs> no, it's Dirk. How are you, Dirk? Oh, just just peachy. Just at work with my my little models here. I yeah. finishing up a little army, but. You know, I was I was listening to the you know my Facebook live feed as I heard uh, Texas Mike is uh, sort of in the doghouse. Is that right? No, no, no. He's in the he's in the catbird seat. He's working his way out of it, right, Mikey? Yes. He's the king of the hill, man. Yeah, yeah. If you're English, he's right. Jack the Lad. Well, that's the uh, the problem well, with uh, dating two women. Apparently, is uh, you know if you spend all your money on one, the other one gets angry. Or, Why are you spending your money on them? That's the real question. Or, they should be spending their money exactly, on you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Look, I know, like, wait, I, I can see uh, Melanie is already soothed. She's expressing that in the chat here by me calling in. But yes. I'm going to offer more of my unsolicited services. Uh, Mike, can you hear me, buddy? Yes, I can. Okay. I need you to pay attention, buddy, because this is very, very important for you. I'm going to help you out, Okay. He's going to take one of the women off your hands. Oh. Yeah, or, or both, whatever you need to do here. But, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you advice here. Okay. I, I, don't know, I don't know the name of the woman that uh, has you in the doghouse. I don't know either of their names. Um, I'm going to call her Francine, unless you want to correct me on this one here. But, I, you know, I see you on Facebook all the time. You're, you're on your dates. You're, you're doing a good job here. But sometimes you're really just – you're not really knocking it out here with them. And next thing you know, there's a metaphor for you. <laughs> What's that? Knocking it out. Uh, <laughs> Gonzo got into such a, a metaphoric language on the morning show towards the end. <laughs> Almost got yep. in trouble. Yep. So, Mike, here's what you need to do. Okay. <laughs> you need to take Francine and look, look, have you ever, have you ever watched the Terminator movies? The ter- Terminator? Have you watched those, Mikey? No. Is he going to go into the future? Oh. I swear to God, Mikey, you are you are really disappointing me here. Okay. <laughs> the, okay. I, I need Sad you to I need you to to come up go up to her. Okay. Hold her hand. That's very important. Look at her in the eyes and tell her, Francine, I need you to be my Sarah Connor. 
because Sarah the Connor. future of humanity depends on it. That, that very well might be true. How could we deny that at this point? So, so Dirk, should he should he do that with uh, each of the women and and see how they uh, both respond respectively? Actually, yes, yes, he needs to do that because mm-hmm. there could be multiple Sarah Connors, and that's only beneficial to the future of mankind. I have told Texas Mike before about the the future and what it's going to hold. We need his his descendants to pilot giant mechs to fight for us. Oh, that's true. Yes. Uh, so this, uh, the future, the entire future uh, depends. All of our future uh, depends on this, Mikey. You uh, I guess so. Look, use Schwarzenegger's accent too. Sarah Connor. Yeah, yeah. Mike, I'm <laughs> only telling you this because I want my grandchildren to have a future with flowers in it. You have okay? children? I, well, someday I'll have grandchildren, yes. How do you know you're going to have grandchildren? If, unless you have them now. Me? Oh, that, yeah. well, that's a good question. Are we, oh, we're just speaking in uh, uh, vaporous, uh, vapid terms. Okay, that's, that's fine. Well, I mean, I already have a kid myself here, so I'm, I'm okay, assuming you, that... You've got one leg up kids. on us we, here. None of us have kids. That's so. true. We are all childless. We're t- we, we don't know, you know... We're, we're, we're grandchild just... of mine would be like the 23rd century, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Now, so Mike, I, do this for me, buddy. Okay, I'm, I'm depending on you. And if if you screw this up, then we're all going to be gone in just a matter of a couple generations. Or you could just play your ABBA songs. Try that uh, for seduction. <laughs> that, that might work too. Well, that might work, or that might uh, have the opposite effect as well. Uh, <laughs> well, do you remember when we crossed the Rio Grande? What do you say, Mikey? What do you think of Dirk's advice? He's a very wise man. Yes, he is, and I will take it and I will try my best. Oh, very good. Will you? Uh, good. Will you uh, put it on uh, Facebook when you do? And live? Yes, Facebook Live. Please. I want video footage of this. Yeah. Otherwise, oh, okay. Yes. Yes, it will. Yes, it will happen. Okay. See. See. She's okay. the she's the photogenic oh. one, the of one not so much. Oh right, yeah, all right, good. I would. Ooh. All right, well, Texas Mike, I I'm I'm proud of you. Keep up the good fight um, for our freedom and the future of humanity. Okay, uh, thanks. Bye. All right, thank you, Dirk. <laughs> That's our friend Dirk Don from the great state of Iowa, ah. and of course from Arrogant Media. Make sure you subscribe to the Arrogant Media YouTube channel. Lots of great content there. What you got there? Your your Christmas present. You, okay. I almost forgot them. Oh, and it's to Jack Chick. You know who Jack Chick was? No, you don't know Jack. One of the problems we always has. I you know I've worked with Matt. We had the two shows. What back to 2015? Yes. And I used to be on here like three times. We'd do shtick uh, before it became you know people call in everything. Yes. When you establish yourself, and you know kind of uh, we'd play off each other. I always assume that you know what I know. <laughs> I, I'll t- tell you 10% of what I know, and you know the other 90%. Doesn't work out well, does it? <laughs> Jack Chick, I it used to, he's a was a Christian, I think he's still alive, made these little comic books that were given out. They're actually Christian tracts. Oh. But I remember them because if you went to a concert, they would hand these out as you're going to the concert. Dirk knows. He's and, in the chat. He says right, Chick tracts. They would be denou- they're denouncing rock and roll as Satan. Really? Satan. Here, I'm going to... Oh, no kidding. 
Oh, very interesting. Here's one for you. The word become flesh. And I'm gonna this one's yours too, but it's baby talk about making babies. Oh I'll my. give that over to Mikey so he can take a gander. Y- yes, because we're we're gonna need him to uh, get to work on that uh, as we know. Thank you very much. Oh, very wonderful. Yes. We have a uh we have a call busy uh, show today. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Uh, hey, Tank, we're stuck in the Matrix. We're stuck in the Matrix. All right, so we can't be acting like little bitches here. We have to get oh. okay, go fuck off. Okay. I did the dump button on that. Wow. Matrix uh, remake flop, so we don't oh, talk about yeah. that. That was super clever, whoever that was. Um, I think I know who it was. Really? The voice Nashway was, way? The voice was familiar, but oh, could have been. Mm-hmm. Could have been. Uh, we call that. Uh, we refer to that uh, individual because we don't use their name anymore. Uh, we refer to them as Mr. Krabs <laughs> oh, God. on the uh, on the show. So mm-hmm. yes, Mr. Krabs. I think you're right. Yes, referring to a potential date breaking event yeah. <laughs> or but, an after your date event. Yes. By the way, a couple of uh, programming notes. Uh, so coming up today on the show at the top of the hour, uh, Eric Pilcher's classic film review this week. Uh, He has reviewed Hearts of Darkness, the documentary of the making of the film Apocalypse Now. And next week, he will be reviewing the film Apocalypse Now. But uh, Wouldn't wouldn't it make sense to do it the other way? Not necessarily. And I think I I I know why Eric wanted to do it in this order. Yeah, I do too. Because, you know, uh, that's my... uh, That was the big film when I was a kid. Yeah. Unless you're a Star Wars freak, which... I'm not. I didn't realize until, you know, he called the other day and was, uh, or maybe it was yesterday he was talking about it, and uh, I I did not realize that there was so much turmoil and tumult. Three years. To- yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. So um, so I listened to, you know, I always listen to it ahead of time, and, and the, the review of, uh, of the, I haven't even seen the entire film Apocalypse Now, but hearing Eric's review of the documentary Hearts of Darkness makes me want to watch both the film and the documentary. It all sounds quite fascinating to me, and my dad was talking about uh, the movie. Uh, recently, the actual film, not the documentary. I don't know if he's uh, seen that, but but anyway. So uh, Eric's film review will be coming up today at the top of the hour uh, tonight on Retro Spectrum Radio. You're joining us for that as well, correct? Yes. And and I think I, and I think I just got an invite by Paul C to come back on. We'll we'll, we'll see because I'm want to say because my date my date's at like five fifteen downstairs margaritas. Don't know what's gonna. So I might be joining you guys. Tonight. Is Easy G that going to be there too? No. Oh yeah, you got to watch out for that. Easy G shows up, tries to steal one of your ladies. Well, you should tell them what the theme of the show is. Yes, tonight is. Uh, what is the the theme? It's uh, films. Is it soundtracks or it's is people it... that died? Yeah. Oh, that's right. It's people that died. I I associate film speak with you, but because uh, I think that's what we discussed the last time you were on. Today, your Sydney yes, was it today died. or yesterday? Sydney Poitier died. Yes, yeah, I. Uh, yeah, just earlier, just earlier today. Yep, uh, at the age of ninety-four. Yeah, that's why I opened the show today with a couple yeah. of clips. One from Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, and the other from one of my definitely would be in my top five of favorite films of all time, In the Heat of the Night. Uh, Jenny and I watched that a year or two ago. She had never seen it. She had only seen the television series, but. Uh, oh, such a great and, and yeah, actually, Rod Steiger won the Academy Award. Oh yeah, best actor. Now that I'm thinking about it too, I remember uh, Paulie C uh, talking about it sometime in the last year. He had seen it for the first time, and I think you you were on the show that day, and he called in and was talking about it. And just such a it, it's a perfect film. You know what I mean? There's nothing you could do to improve it. It's perfect. It's just 
stunning. So, what's um, interesting about Sidney Poitier? He was uh, the first black superstar, and at the time, he was the number one box office star of 1968. Yeah, Heat of the Night, and guess who's coming to dinner came out in '67. Uh, uh, Pauline Kael, the great of film uh, critic, called him the Black Cary Grant. He's actually a very good actor, but what they won't say in all the uh, all the uh, obituaries now is what happened. Because if you watch, guess who's com- coming to dinner? It's a horrible movie. It's just you know, liberal, earnest liberal pap. Jenny and I uh, by a Stanley Kramer. J- Jenny pap. and I watched that. And we enjoyed it. It's pap. You don't like it? It's completely. Well, I know you don't completely. You- Punches pulled and it's phony. You don't like earnest uh, liberalism, as but we know. The thing is, at the time, you're having an explosion of black militancy uh, as a rebellion, and he became the ultimate symbol of Uncle Tom. And that movie, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner? That's a white person's fantasy. Yeah. Know, uh, marrying the uh, da- the white woman, the daughter. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's not that that's not something a subject that could be tackled because he actually, I think, his second or third wife was a white woman, a Canadian woman that he'd actress, and they'd lived together for a long while. But it's just the films he was in and the characters. He had done so much as a symbol of an integrated America at a time where integration was, God knows, never going to be achieved. Mm. And still, it's a question now. And it's terrible that he got rejected as being uncool and unfairly called an Uncle Tom. We have a call. I think this might be uh, Paul. Is that you? Yes. Yeah, I agree. Uh, guess who's coming to dinner was a joke. It was a too soft. a far stretch. It was a it was an intentional effort to uh, to uh, think out of the box. I guess you could say. And John's right. It was just uh, it, it. I don't know. It, uh, it was almost a parody of itself. I liked it. The thing is, you have three. You have two of the two three of the great actors of all time. You got Spencer mm. Tracy, you know, legend. Uh, Catherine Hepburn, you know, yeah. one of the greatest ever. And Sidney Poitier, whose career actually got cut short because he appeared in movies like that. And all of a sudden, it's like when Wall Street crashed. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bath Fitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bath Fitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast. From Mickey D's? From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. The whole culture shift changed were things that were considered uh, like F. Scott Fitzgerald and his world and the jazz age and, and good capitalists and everything were considered so old-fashioned that even a person like H.L. Mencken, the great uh, journalist, uh, 
who was always attacking all the BS of the 20s and the phony prosperity and everything. He was just going to say, he's of that age. So he gets swept away too, unfairly. Then you had the new era creating itself. And it's so unfair that this great actor, because if you see all his movies, mm -hmm. he really had talent. It's yeah. like Ro Robert Redford actually could really act, but he became a superstar. And then yeah. they're not paying you to act. They're paying you to be Robert Redford. You yeah, know? true, true. <laughs> to get your $3 million, which is like $30 million now. And so this great actor and this great star who had this great social weight too, because mm -hmm. he yeah. represents, but see, he was the ideal Negro. And the thing about Guess Who's Coming to Dinner Mad Magazine did a parody, and uh, the thing is, uh, if you brought Sydney, if if you were a white couple, and you know these are people born right after the century, and your daughter's marrying a black guy, they bring Sidney Poitier in your house. Mm -hmm. They don't bring H. Rap Brown or you know Bobby Seale, some you know revolutionary, right, or somebody else. You're bringing the black Cary Grant, right, which that works in the sense of a Hollywood commercial cinema, yeah, but to the black people. Uh, like Nina Simone denounced John Lennon viciously for the song Revolution. I mean, it was a revolution. He, his career, it was just like the Great Depression. All of a sudden, he wound up on the wrong side of history, which is a tragedy because he was such a great actor. And he was a great movie star, too. But see, what you're responding to is the best of Hollywood, you know, well, where these also, actors can, like, well, that's that last a, speech by Spencer Tracy, right. one day. Well, that, well, that's the thing, too, because yeah. you mentioned the, you know, Sidney Poitier, Spencer Tracy, Catherine Hepburn, the, the three of them right. on on screen is is magic in and of itself. Yeah. So it almost, I guess, I guess to me, and I just seen it, Jenny and I had watched it for the first time ever. It was a year or two ago and seen it for the first time and seen the three of them together. Uh, plus the, I, I forget the actress who plays the daughter, but she's very good too. All of them together, it's just, I, it, you know, it almost doesn't matter at a certain point, depending on your perception of it, the material and and whatever flaws it may have when you've got that kind of star power and talent on the screen, well, it had if, a if that makes sense. It had a point to make, but it's from yeah. a white middle class point oh, of view. Oh, sure. Oh, that, absolutely. You know, a, a, a doctor, a, a black person who's a doctor or a lawyer, and that's what affirmative action, well, affirmative action, not so much, but the tenor of the 1960s was how horrible you discriminate against these people, you know, that Sidney Poitier is representing, you know, this brilliant doctor right. and, you know, classy, but this... Let me, if I may chime in and tell you what my favorite piece of Sidney Poitier work is. Yes, please. yeah, yes. Uh, when he, not an acting uh, piece, but actually uh, one of his uh, director pieces. Right, right. Uh, when he directed Stir Crazy with Gene Wilder <laughs> yeah. and Richard Pryor. <laughs> yeah, he, he also directed Uptown Saturday Night, I think. He directed quite a few films, didn't he? A handful. I mean, not, yeah, I yeah. Mean, he he did a lot of that. Him. When he wasn't acting, he was doing uh, behind-the-scenes stuff. Yep. Yeah. But, you know, I just say, one of the things also, I lived through this, this stuff because, you know, I remember these movies coming out. And they in the old days, people talked about, like, The Wild Bunch. People talked about The Wild Bunch and Godfrey for, for, for years and years afterwards. Mm -hmm. Even they'd have magazine articles because the way things, it was a different culture. At the time, it was, oh, everything's sped up to where it's driving us crazy. But to us, it'd be like a snail's face. You know? <laughs> right, right. But, you know, they would be talking about this stuff for a long time. And, uh, yeah, and Poitier couldn't make a switch into yeah. the roles. But do you know how many actors there were in the Screen Actors, black actors? I'll ask Paul Cormier. Yes, Paul, yes. Uh, how many black actors were in the Screen Actors Guild in 1965? 
1965, I'm going to say under 10. Yeah. No Some kidding, people really? say there was only three. Yeah. Because uh, that you have a current membership in that. Because a lot of bl- black actors were in movies made by black or or, or Jewish-owned companies. Which, yeah. Uh, that would make exploitation films. They wouldn't yeah. be. Black exploitation, yeah. Right. They'd be in, sm- well, even before that, there were movies just made for black audiences. Because in the South, mm-hmm. blacks could go into heaven, which is the balcony, or they had their own theaters that had their own films. Yeah. And people like that aren't going to get a guild card. You know? Right. So it's just amazing to think. It's like under 10 African-American actors. And you could probably, Sidney Poitier, uh, uh, Ivan Dixon, who was on uh, uh, Hogan's Heroes, and the guy uh, from Mission Impossible, Greg Morris. Oh. <laughs> there you are, three <laughs> actors. And I think one other actor. But uh, wow. that could be hyperbole. Oh, man, I also uh, happen to agree with you with uh, In the Heat of the Night being a masterpiece. Yes. Um, you're absolutely right. Uh, there's nothing that could be done with that movie that could make it better, Matt. That's right. That's right. I know. <laughs> there's a little bit of an there's a little bit of an inside joke here. Yes. We, <laughs> but but yeah, but but actually, it, but it's but it's really not a joke because it is a perfect film. Absolutely. Well, in fact, if Screaming in the Night could be the on the opening credits of that movie, Screaming in the Night by Crocus. Well, I think, well, um, ironically, I think that would ruin the film. So here, well, let, I'll, oh, really? well I'll, I'll let it, I'll let, let's just let everyone in on the joke because people are probably be baffled by now. I, right. I said, yeah. was it on air or off air that I said it on your no, show? No, we had a whole thing. We were playing, right, right. Uh, I don't know what the topic of our show was, uh, but we played Screaming in the Night by Crocus. Yes. And Matt just went off all of a sudden how that is quite possibly the most, that's the perfect song. There's nothing you could do to that song to improve it. Right. And uh, he hasn't lived that down since. So. I, I think it was karaoke night, probably. Maybe? Oh, maybe. But it is, though. It is. I stand by that. That's the perfect song. There is nothing you can do. <laughs> To Screaming in the Night by Crocus. There is nothing you can do, not from a production standpoint, not from how the song is written, the vocals, the guitars, <laughs> the solo, everything. Everything about it is perfection. There is nothing you could do to improve that song. All right. Well, listen, you, you've drilled that home. Why don't you play it now well, when you get a chance? <laughs> uh, I don't know if we're going to get to it today, but uh, maybe I will. Maybe I'll play it at the end of the show today. Yeah, just play it sometime in the near future. Oh, you it doesn't play matter. It. Playing the heat of the night, which oh, oh. music by Quincy. Uh, That's a good Jones. idea. That's a good idea. Actually, I wish I'd thought of that at the top of the show. Now, one of the things that makes that movie is you got the two. Uh, Rod Steiger was a great character actor. Yes. And him and Poitier work together beautifully. Oh, their, their chemistry is remarkable. The scene at the night where, and you have to understand at the time, the Southern Sheriff was considered a white, uh, a white liberal America, the epitome of evil. Because of uh, like the Mississippi, uh, uh, the uh, Philadelphia, Mississippi murders, mm-hmm. where the sheriff gets off and he's a guy with a pot belly. Look, Rod Steiger yeah. does him perfectly. Yeah. He's just smir- smirking at, you know, a trial that's not even about murder or maybe about, you know, it, nobody's going to get convicted of anything. Yeah. But Rod Steiger, who's also an outcast in the town, and he tries to, he reveals himself to the uh, Sidney Poitier character, Mr. Tibbs, who, of course, is an outsider. But yeah. he's a Southerner, too. They're both Southerners from the same culture. Yep. Yep. But Sidney Poitier's escaped. And he just starts revealing himself in the intimacy and his loneliness. 
And that's when Sidney Poitier just cuts off. Because they've always been doing the one-upsmanship with each other. And he will not share that intimacy with him. And then Rod Steiger gets so, his, yeah. he gets so explosively oh, mad so at him. it's so good. It's so yeah, it's good. brilliant acting. And uh, Norman Jewison was, could be, when he was at his peak, which he was here, is great, uh, great uh, director. Hey, John, let me just interrupt for a moment. I'm going to let you guys yeah. continue. I just wanted to um, uh, uh, let everybody know that we're going to be doing uh, Celebrity Deaths tonight of 2021. So yes. John and uh, Matt, will uh, be there with us, and we're hoping to have uh, Mikey in there. Uh, DJ Steve and Dano will not be in tonight, so it'll be just the four of us. Oh, and they're, we're gonna uh, be talking. they're both off at the same time again? Hmm. They're both off at the same time again, Matt. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll discuss it on the air, I'm sure. <laughs> okay. All right. Very good. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys in a couple hours. All right, Paul. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Same here. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Retro Spectrum Radio with Pauly e. C. coming up tonight at 7.30 p.m. right here from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM. Fridays are very busy around here, of course, immediately following this program at 6 p.m. Granted State of Mind, hosted by the great Rob Azevedo. I'm not sure what he has planned for this week, if he has a guest or not, but uh, always look forward to that and always nice to see Rob. Sometimes he... Uh, is able to, uh, when he's able, he comes in a few minutes early and pops in uh, toward the end of this program. Yeah, he, he, he just had a, I think he had a car crash a couple days ago. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people do. Oh, that was incredible. Did, did, uh, never saw anything that slick in my life. It was, it, it was as though someone had flipped a switch. Yeah. It and was all, all the roads just, I've never seen it happen over, so fast. It was all over the place. Oh, yeah. Not just here. Yeah. It was incredible. Did you get caught up in that at all? Well, I was going to be driving, uh, driving, but I couldn't. And my yeah. sister, she got a little fat. They, uh, she got a, as minimal offender bender as you can mm. on the Queen City Bridge. She gets out the woman. They say, we're going to get killed. <laughs> There's nothing. It's just a scratch. Let's get yeah. out of here. Yeah. They didn't even bother to exchange anything. Yeah, yeah. I don't blame but them. It was amazing. Yeah. I walked out and I almost fell on my buns just on my rubber. I have a rubber mat on my back stoop to, you know. Yeah. So you don't fall off of it. It happens. Oh my God. It happens so fast, and I dodged a bullet because I was out and about. I went to the Circle K and hooks it. I uh, wanted to put gas in the car and get my morning blast of caffeine yep. so I can, uh, you know, function. And uh, I get there. I pump the gas. I go in to get my beverage. Everything's fine. Everything's normal. No problem driving over there. You know, the roads are just wet. Whatever. <laughs> I, I, I get back in the car. My phone rings. I, I take a phone call, talking to somebody for maybe five minutes max. And then when the when I end the phone call, I'm about to continue on. And I look over at Route 3A, and I notice the traffic is very sparse all of a sudden. It's usually very busy through there. I'm like, yeah. where'd everybody go? And then I realize the cars that I am seeing are moving very slowly, and they've all got their hazards on. And I'm like, what the was going on? Everything couldn't have frozen over that quickly. Why is everyone... And, and then, it did. Though, and it but did. It did. <laughs> I, I, I was shocked. And then so I left the Circle K parking lot because I wanted to run over to Target. So I'm like, all right, well, let's see how this goes. So um, I had no problem getting out of the, par- the parking lot. I crossed through the intersection, no problem. I get into that, um, the, the little road there going into that plaza. 
and I start sliding down that hill. Yeah, it's a, it's not a big hill, but it's there. Right. I, I lost traction, and I'm just sliding, and thank God there was nobody coming the other way. It would have been a head-on collision. Yeah. I had no control over the car. Uh, fortunately, by the time I got to where the second entrance is, right. the target on the right, at that point, I had slid to a stop, so I was able to maneuver the car into the target parking lot and safely park somewhere and went inside, you know, got a couple things, and... I I waited it out. I was there for about ninety minutes. My my sister had to stop too. Uh, yeah, and she was just stuck in a place. Yeah, but I'd never seen anything like that. Whenever you're in snow or sleet conditions like that, always downshift. I mean, mm -hmm. if you grew up in a shift, it's normal. But you can do that with an automatic transmission too. Even if you don't have a sportage or a sport transmission, mm -hmm. just bring it down to three or two because it naturally breaks, and you'll come. You know. You, naturally breaking yeah my car has that it has drive and then it has the low right. the low gear i like those which yeah. i never but i never think of it in the moment <laughs> i was taught that though yeah when so i was a kid yeah to downshift and because if you're in an auto two will just naturally break you and yeah. you can't go over like 30 or 32 miles an hour anyways but it just naturally the engine is naturally being braked yeah so yeah you can't run away from you yeah so, but i was taught that yeah, yeah. But I, I wasn't about to go out. Or, oh, geez. Uh. Jenny was saying she saw the uh, video of the traffic cam on, I think, on yeah. 93, where you see everybody's just driving along, just normal, and then all of a sudden, all these cars just are going, just drifting. I've never, it's never seen anything like it. No, no. Not I, in my lifetime. No, that was, that was wild. That was wild. Uh, we should mention... Um, yeah, that for, we mentioned and thank God there's no climate change. Right. Yeah, that's all a hoax, of course. Well, all these phenomena you know, are just made up anyway. Well, it is, as we know, <laughs> it, it is inconvenient. And uh, the great thing about science is if you find something inconvenient, you can just ignore it and pretend it's not real. But uh, <laughs> but I do want to mention, of course, remind everyone about our wonderful sponsor, The Hop Knot. In the Brady Sullivan at 1000 Elm Street, they have delicious gourmet pretzels. They have a wonderful assortment of craft beers, and it's Friday. They usually have live music performing there on By, uh, Friday um, night. Tonight, it is Kevin Hoan. Kevin what? Hoan. Oh, Kevin Horan. Yep. yep. Okay, excellent, excellent. I don't think I've ever seen him live, but I'm, I'm vaguely familiar with him. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so that will be happening tonight at the Hopknot. Uh, great food, great service, and a wonderful family that owns and operates it. We do so love the Hopknot, so uh, please uh, stop by there. Uh, if you'd like to uh, call in today, 603-250-6007 is the number, 603-250-6007. You can also text me at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at mattconnerton.com. And, of course, you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. But the best thing to do is to give us a call so that we may hear and enjoy your dulcet tones at 603-250-6007. Um, I do want to say hello quickly to everybody in the Facebook live chat. Uh, Jenny, of course, uh, is in the uh, chat room. Hello, Jenny. Uh, Eric Pilcher joins us uh, from the great state of Iowa. We'll be hearing his film review in a little bit. Uh, hello, Eric. Eric Street, another Eric uh, joins. You ever notice there's like all kinds of ways to spell Eric? Uh, Eric Street yes. says, uh, <laughs> actually, I won't, I won't read Eric it. Eric with I-K, Eric the Red. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, Melanie is in the uh, chat room. 
Uh, Melanie uh, La Liberty from the great state of Vermont. This is referring to our discussion earlier with Mikey. Uh, she suggests uh, treating them with respect and let them be adults. Uh, and that's and, 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 not fun. That they are aware of each other and choose to spend time with Mike. This and, isn't Oprah. That's a very, I think that's a very nice comment. Yeah, and, and that's... that's and, but I, that's I, what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what you're trying to do. But we make you, we make fun of you, and yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, it's yes. all about the ball busting fun. I know, and and I and we enjoy on the phone. It, it, we enjoy on the so it's. I'm sure the two dames realize it's all just in fun. To I'm like, sure they do. They're probably. Do both. they listen to you? Yeah. Do they listen? I'm not. It can cause trouble. Uh, I, I, I think both of them are working right now at Market Basket. So, working, wow. working. but do they? Do either of them ever listen? I have. N um, uh, I don't think so, to be honest. Would you prefer that they not? Occasionally, yes. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> My uh, sister didn't like what she heard. Yeah. My uh, reaction wasn't the best either. Uh, uh, Reacting to her. <laughs> yeah. It's all water under the bridge. Uh, Rocky Huber is in the chat room. Hello, Rocky. Uh, let's see. Uh, Melanie's uh, asking, why are you assuming God is male? Who would ever assume that? I believe that God, uh, God is, uh, you know, the whole entirety of the universe. I actually wa uh, worship and pray to a woman God who I uh, pray to through uh, Mother Guadalupe. Ah. I don't like the male God. I don't like Jehovah. I think he's an SLB. Well, and he can go take a flying hmm at a rolling donut. Pardon I my think, uh, well, apostasy, you know, my I, uh, I, uh, whatever. I, I think he gives off uh, to uh, toxic masculinity. That's one word for it. I'd use another one, but we're not on Matt Connerton on Keith. He is a real... Mm -hmm. uh, Melanie says, uh, why do you assume they don't have their own money to spend, Matt? Well, I... Did, you mean I, God? No, referring to uh, uh, Mikey's uh, ladies. And, That's uh, right. I'm sure they do have their own money to spend, but Mikey, uh, the gentleman that he is, he spends all his money on one of them and uh, forgets about the other one, and he ends or, up in the doghouse. Or... I've <laughs> I want to clarify that. Oh, yes. So did, did she get drunk and <laughs> drank it all up? <laughs> Just buy a bottle, you know? It's a lot cheaper. No, no. So, <laughs> I... Tell me, when you start drinking at a good place, oh, oh and the bill comes, Uh huh. It's not, you just hope that there is a reasonably sized window in the bathroom so you can skedaddle. Absolutely. That ha I had to do that in New Orleans, but that was for a different reason. Uh, I understand. Okay, okay <laughs> so... That would be in a fight. <laughs> I chose so, to retreat. <laughs> so, I was, I was out on New Year's Eve with, with one of them, having a great time, and... Champagne? For her birthday coming up in April. April? You don't celebrate a birthday unless it's like a few no, days no, ahead no, or a no, month, no, a no, week. No, no, we won't. No, no. You got Pardon. bamboozled here. No. <laughs> no. She's so she, her birthday's in April. You're with her on New Year's John, Eve, which is a different year even. John, I would just remind you, one of these women is the uh, mother of uh, Mikey's future uh, progeny. So, yes. Oh, no, Sarah Connor. Yes. yes. Yeah, shut up. Yes. <laughs> go ahead, Mikey. So, for her birthday, she wants to go to a specific concert. So, 
on New Year's Eve, I bought both tickets in front of it, and if I if I oh. hadn't, yeah, I could have waited a week or two to buy those tickets, but I didn't know how how fast that concert was going to sell out or not. So uh huh, that's so, explainable. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So so that that put me in. That's what put I'm, you in the hole. Yes, basically in the doghouse. What are you going to buy for the other dame? It's got to be like comparable. How much did a ticket set you back? Um, I haven't been to a concert since 1995. Blue Reed, <laughs> San Francisco. Oh, for the two tickets, plus the plus the fees was 150, and that's for Celtic mm. woman in the balcony. That that's for Celtic woman in the balcony up at Capital Center of the of, of the Arch. Now, do you keep track of what you spend on each of them? I think I should now. Because you want to make sure it's even. You don't want to seem like, you you know, you don't want to be accused of favoritism. Hey, Easy G could use this with the other, to make time with the other girl. Oh, that's yeah. true. How'd keep you it, like that stuff? Huh? Keep an eye on Easy G. Does he show know. up at your dates anymore, Easy G? He's never shown up at any of my dates. He th- did too downstairs. Yeah, I thought he. I thought he, he did. Uh, he's he, just. He's just being macho. Now. Didn't he have a thing where he'd show up and he'd oh, be really? like, uh, "Hey, why would you want a guy like Mikey when you can have me?" And then he, he flexed. never did that. Then he flexed, oh. and then he would flex. Yeah, he never did that. And then they would go home with him because he'd show off his muscles. Pop those guns. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, well, how much are you gonna spend on this other dame tonight? Hundred. Oh, yeah. This is the other girl. I'm go. I'm. I'm. Try and get out of the doghouse tonight. Uh-huh. With which one? Not the one you bought the tickets for. Correct. And she knows that you bought tickets worth $150 for this other woman? Yes. Holy Hannah. I wouldn't want to be. Uh, maybe uh, I think I'll go, go down there with you. I'm not much of a bodyguard anymore, but I can <laughs> distract her somehow. That's right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, by the way, uh, Miriam Banish uh, says that uh, perhaps we are a figment in someone else's imagination. Interesting. I think, I think that's true. That's it's uh, certainly possible. Uh, oh boy, there's some some comments in here I can't read because uh, they're obscene. <laughs> yes, uh, Crystal in the chat room says if he shacks up with both of them, as someone suggested, he would have a real life threes company scenario someone. with that's benefits. Big. Uh, ever watch Sister Wives? The husband, Cody Brown, is a narcissistic douche. He's pretty much useless. He causes more issues than it's worth. Oh, yeah. Well, that's his value. That's right. Yeah. Can you uh, dig it? Mm. Mm. Uh, Thomas Bennett joins us, better known as DJ Loud, and says, Hello, Matt and crew today. Weather in Michigan is cold. Who the hell uh, hasn't watched the Terminator movies? Apparently, Texas Mike hasn't. The Badger State. Is it Michigan, the Badger State? Yeah, the Beaver State is Oregon. Oh, okay. I know that because there's a beaver on the or- University of Oregon hat, or they uh, used to be. Ah. Uh, I always mix them up. Oh. Yeah. I've, as a, what's a badger? <laughs> like it's a bigger than a weasel, right? I don't know. I like don't. A porcupine. Uh, I'm ignorant when it comes to nature. I, porcupine or porcupine? I don't go anywhere near these uh, porcupine. That sounds uh, like something you'd find on Urban Dictionary. You ever eat any of that porcupine or armadillo when you're down Texas, uh, Mike? No, but but I do have snails occasionally. Snails? Snails? Where do you have snails? Uh, c- cultural day up at ACI. What's that? Basic, basic. One Sounds like Glenn Ouellette. 
one this girl go this is girl go one one day a each spring semester they have a multicultural day and whatnot so yeah but you go there to drink wine their wine or, or be, german beer stuff like that they they don't serve alcohol this one so they 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 have the um cuisines of all the different countries that are represented at any site which is very you, very massive so do you realize when you ate that snail you ate its genitalia too well, oh my god well i have a bombshell rocky huber in the chat room says i've seen one of texas mike's women shopping Ooh. with another guy uh, uh it's all easy <gasps> with, with easy oh, it's probably easy G. easy had to go buy that bra Oh, man's there, excuse me. Do you know about this, uh, Texas Mike? Are they allowed to shop with other men? The man's for a man's there. Mm. The bro. Yes, yes, they. Yes, they are. <laughs> All right. As long as they don't plow the field, right? You don't, you don't like it, but you'll accept it. I think is what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah, you're not happy about it. So but, you have a double standard. You can sow your old, uh, wild oats on two fields, but they you got to be hitched to the post? I guess so. Well, he is from Texas. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Miriam Banish says, I saw Mr. Krabs in the background at some meeting at the State House yesterday. Oh, that Mr. Krabs. I hope... Uh, what the hell is he doing there? Didn't he resign? I, I, I don't think so. I, from what I understand, he has armed security with him now. Uh, I'm not even kidding. Come on. <laughs> oh, Easy G is in the chat room. Hello, Eric. Easy, uh, bail <laughs> us out here. Uh, well, he is retired. Let's see. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Crystal says, "Wonder if Mr. Krabs will blame Squidward <laughs> for the call and deny any knowledge of it." Oh. Uh, let's see. Chris Rose from the uh, Commonwealth of Massachusetts joins us in the chat. Uh, Miriam says uh, we are a figment of Easy G's imagination. Well, please, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't agree with that statement. Uh, yeah, I, I hope not. My no, goodness, no, no, my goodness, no. wow. The just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Cause it's morning. And you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Getting dressed for success sounds great until you see that your clothes are wrinkled. The Conair Turbo Extreme Steam Steam and Iron 2-in-1 is your solution. It's the most powerful handheld steamer with advanced heat technology, so it obliterates wrinkles with turbocharged dry steam quickly and easily. It's ready almost instantly and also works without steam as a dry iron. To get your wrinkle solution today, go to Amazon and search for Conair Turbo Extreme Steam and look for the Steam and Iron 2-in-1. Hey, uh, you had what brought Glenn Ouellette out yesterday? Yes, uh, Glenn, brought, R. J., Glenn R. J. Ouellette, the people's mayor. He was here with his friend Emmanuel from I Nigeria. Was, I thought that was one of his sons. No, no. Uh, he hasn't figured out how to bring them to the United States. He hasn't. He's been working on it for five or six years. Longer than that. Are you kidding? Oh, that's all. I've only known him. <laughs> how long have I known? Yeah, I've known Glenn for nine <laughs> years now. I guess you're yeah. right. 
But uh, Glenn looks good. He's you know he's had some uh, health uh, issues, but uh, but he looks good. He looks well. They're gonna clone him. I understand. Yep, they are. Yeah. That's what. Well, that's what uh, Emmanuel, his friend, is. Uh, he's a scientist, and they, yes, they are working on cloning Glenn. And I believe the long-term project is to have a people's mayor in every city in America. Every city. Every city will have a people's mayor. How do you define a city? Over hundred thousand, quarter million. Uh, what they're gonna do is they're just looking up each uh, population uh, center up on Wikipedia and seeing whether it uh, denotes them as a town or city. Is this the United States and Canada? No. You know, Glenn is a Cando American. Yes. Uh, I did ask about that. Apparently, uh, his uh, genetics cannot be cloned uh, for Canada, only oh. the United States. You know, he should never have been born on the International Bridge. Uh, Rocky Uber says Hopwood sounds like a cop asking all of these questions. Well, you have to, I have to hand it to Matt Connerton and his uh, inter- interrogatory skills because mm-hmm. he finally nailed it down absolutely that Glenn did win a disco dancing contest yes. in Lewiston, Maine mm-hmm. with his wife. And he won a disco dancing contest, a disco jig contest yep. in Quebec with his aunt. And he uh, can walk backward very quickly, apparently. He can walk forward faster than you or I. I know, we were talking about that, yes. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Ridley on the scene. Oh, Dave Ridley of the Ridley Report. Uh, we don't have a lot of time, Dave. we got to get to break in a couple of minutes. But uh, if you can be brief, uh, we would love to hear what's on your mind. Oh, okay. I was going to ask about who's got that armed security, but I do have news about a house bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, the armed security, uh, we believe, is uh, our friend uh, Mr. Krabs. Uh, it's a long story, Dave. But, uh, yes, uh, go ahead. Uh, okay, so House Bill 237 is coming up, uh, and it has they're going to uh, legalize cannabis if, they, if it passes. Oh, good, 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 good. But uh, Sununu will veto it, uh, as he always does, will he not? I don't know. He's been, you know, he was tolerant of decriminalization. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it would have it would require some degree of change, I think, for him to tolerate full blown legalization. Because I know he's on record as saying that he will never uh, go for full legalization. Uh, I don't know if they have the votes to. I mean, I know they've tried in the past. I know they've never had the votes to override his veto on it. But I'd, I'd love to see that happen. I mean, we're, you know, we're the only, here we are. It's kind of embarrassing, actually. We're in the live free or die state. And yet, you know, we're surrounded by states and Canada who have all gone full legal and we just can't quite get there. So, but I, I'd love to see it happen. Yeah, well, but again, yeah, just House Bill 237, look it up and you find out when the committee hearing is and you can go uh, testify because, you know, almost, you know, two thirds, I guess two thirds of Granite Staters, according to polls, are in favor of doing this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not even politically. Uh, risky anymore to support, you know, it, it's just, uh, I think, um, you know, people across, uh, across the spectrum politically think it's just a common sense thing to do. So, um, I'd love to see it, uh, pass and I'd love to see Sununu sign it or override his veto, but, uh, nope, that's, uh, but that's positive. I'm glad the energy is there, uh, to do this and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. That is all. All right, Dave, did you want to plug the uh, Ridley Report before you go? RidleyReport.com. All right, very good. All right, Dave Ridley, thank you for the call. Thanks, Matt. All right, you got it. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, that was Dave Ridley. And, uh, yes, of course, if you're a longtime listener of the show, you know that uh, 
Uh, actually, I'd like to legalize, uh, or at the very least, uh, decriminalize everything. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I oppose the drug war, uh, but I uh, especially oppose the war on cannabis. Um, all right, we are uh, approaching the top of the hour. Well, we're pretty much there. So what we're going to do is uh, now we are going to feature this week's classic film review from our friend Eric Pilcher. He does a phenomenal job on these. We get a lot of positive feedback on it. And this week he has reviewed Hearts of Darkness, which is a documentary about the making of the film Apocalypse Now. Next week will be the review of the film itself. But um, the documentary sounds pretty interesting, too. So uh, we're going to listen to Eric's review of this, and then we're going to show some love to our amazing sponsors so we can pay the bills. And then we'll be back with our number two of Matt Connerton Unleashed. But uh, check this out. Here it is. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> Let me start that over a little technical glitch there you would uh, you would think it was monday here we go is one of the most acclaimed and controversial filmmakers of all time in 1979 his adaptation of joseph conrad's heart of darkness captured the horror of vietnam and instantly became a classic my film is not a movie my film is not uh, about Vietnam. It is Vietnam. It's what it was really like. It was crazy. My greatest fear is to make a really embarrassing, pompous film on an important subject, and I am doing it. I said to him, I don't know who this guy is. Who is this Willard? And Francis just looked me square in the eye and he said, He's you. I would have done anything. He had convinced me that this was the first film that would win a Nobel Prize, you know. It was like you were in a dream or something, you know. It'd say, scenes unknown on the call sheet. You just would show up, you know. They didn't know what they were going to do. I was not in the greatest of uh, shape, you know, as far as, like, uh, my career was concerned. And it was delightful to hear that I was going to go do anything, anywhere. Yeah, but are they seriously saying that Marlon would take a million dollars and then not show up? I swallowed a book. I mean, it's just it's not in the cards that we're not going to finish the movie. You know, I felt that he'd do whatever he had to do. He'd borrow the money. But part of me was just fearless in that regard. It really didn't matter. It's one thing to go over there for three weeks with, like, five people. But if you go over there as a big Hollywood production, they're going to kill you. The magic. We were in the jungle. There were too many of us. And little by little, we went insane. The madness. What are they going to say about him? What are they going to say? He was a kind man. He was a wise man. He had plans. He had wisdom. The making of Francis Ford Coppola's Apocalypse Now. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. The questions that I kept facing, I couldn't answer. Yet I knew that I had constructed the film in such a way that to not answer would be to fail. Hearts of Darkness, a filmmaker's apocalypse. Look at my movie, you'll see what I'm talking. Following the success of The Godfather Parts 1 and 2, and then the conversation... Director Francis Ford Coppola was a hot commodity in Hollywood. 
So much, he started his own production company, American Zeotrope. For the company's first film, he decided to make a film about the Vietnam War and loosely base it off the Joseph Conrad novel, Hearts of Darkness. This film is 1979's Apocalypse Now. In this film, an army lieutenant is tasked with assassinating Army Green Beret Colonel Kurtz, who is thought to have gone insane in the Cambodian jungle. However, to fully understand Apocalypse Now, we have to talk about the making of the film. The film's notoriety comes from the issues during production being massively over budget and delayed. Twelve years following the release of the film, a documentary, Hearts of Darkness, was released. This covers the making of the film, record the scenes, and audio is recorded by Coppola's wife, Eleanor, who was just simply doing a journal of the making of the film. This is what we will use as our reference this week. In the first of two clips, Coppola talks briefly about the production of the film while introducing it at the Cannes Film Festival in 1979. Then the second clip reveals his fears in regards to the film during production in a conversation with his wife. My, my film is not a movie. My film is not uh, about Vietnam. It is Vietnam. It's what it was really like. It was crazy. And the way we made it was very much like the way the Americans were in Vietnam. We were in the jungle. There were too many of us. We had access to too many, uh, too much money. Too much equipment. And little by little, we went insane. And now, our second clip. Nothing is so terrible as a pretentious movie. I mean, a movie that aspires for something really terrific and doesn't pull it off, it's scum. And everyone will walk on it as such. And that's why poor filmmakers, in a way, that's their greatest horror, is to be pretentious. So here you are, on one hand, trying to aspire to really do something. On the other hand, you're not allowed to be pretentious. And finally, you say, I don't care if I'm pretentious or not pretentious, or if I've done it or I haven't done it. All I know is that I am going to see this movie. And that, for me, it has to have some answers. And by answers, I don't mean just a punchline. Answers on about 47 different levels. Filming began in the Philippines on March 20th, 1976. The film was set for release on April 7th, 1977, Coppola's 38th birthday. The first problem that struck the production was Typhoon Olga wrecked. 40 to 80% of the sets were destroyed by this natural disaster. This led to production being six weeks behind schedule and $2 million over its $13 million budget. That budget Coppola had to raise on his own and use some of his assets as collateral. The next issue that would end up plaguing the production was Coppola not being thrilled with the performance of Harvey Keitel as Lieutenant Willard the man that is charged with hunting and assassinating Colonel Kurtz. 
While in Los Angeles following the typhoon, Coppola decides to replace Keitel with Martin Sheen. This required four days of reshoots. More troubling is that while filming in March of 1977, the then 36-year-old Sheen suffered a near-fatal heart attack. His last rites were read to him by a priest, and Sheen had no idea what was going on because the last rites were not being read in English. He also had to hike a mile and a half to catch a public bus to go to the hospital at 2 a.m. in the morning. This next clip explains the issues with the heart attack, what it could do to production, and Coppola's response to the heart attack. I, I really had a very close call, and I, I, I realized it's nothing that I can put in the words. I just knew that if I wanted to live, it was my choice. If I wanted to die, that was my choice, too. There wasn't even any fear. The fear only came when I realized later how close I came to the end. That's when I get scared. I remember the phone ringing, and my secretary said, Marty's had a heart attack, and uh, Francis doesn't want to admit it. Dave Salvin let Melissa tell Barry Hirsch that Marty had a heart attack. What? Do you know that it's going to be all over Hollywood in a half an hour? If Marty is so seriously stricken, then that he must go back. Of course he will go yeah. back and we'll eat it. Right. But when I talked to the doctor, they didn't know Marty's a young man. He probably would be able to be up and about in three weeks. I said, could he do non-strenuous work such as just close-ups, sitting and acting? He said, possibly yes. That's all I need to hear from the doctor. So what's going trade winds is fucking gossip. That gossip can finish me off. Because if UA hears that it's eight weeks, UA with a $27 million negative is going to force me to complete it with what I've got. And I don't have the movie yet. Right. All right, now you understand exactly. Yes. If Marty dies, I want to hear that everything's okay until I say Marty is dead. You got it? Right. If it's not done, man, ship the whole office out of here. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Okay, I'm really scared, guys. The first time I've been scared on this movie. There were many more problems with production. Marlon Brando, who plays Kurtz in the film, was scheduled for three weeks of shooting at a million dollars per week. He came to the Philippines weighing over 300 pounds. Please keep in mind, he is supposed to be playing a Green Beret. And he also did not know any of his lines. This required Coppola to greatly improvise the scenes involving Kurtz, having Brando shot from the neck up, and ha having to hire an extra for full body shots to make him look slim and imposing. Another issue was the United States at that time would not allow films to use U.S. military equipment in films about Vietnam. Because of this, Coppola was forced to strike a deal with the Philippine government to allow him access to their soldiers and equipment for a million dollars and one percent of the profits from the film to go into a film trust fund for the Philippine government. The caveat to this is... This could be used if the equipment and the soldiers were not fighting insurgent rebels.
Yes, there was an actual war going on in the area where they were filming. Also of note is Dennis Hopper. Hopper was cast to play a crazed photojournalist that is at Kurtz's camp. At this point, Hopper was in the throes of addiction. He was erratic and unreliable. Here in this clip is one of his interactions with Coppola and Hopper's recollections on his time on the film. Pay attention, one clip, one soundbite is from his time filming, and the second is him reflecting on it. Hear how crazed and erratic he sounds. Stop him with your siren, man! Stop him with the siren! I have Dennis Hopper playing a spaced out photojournalist with 12 cameras who's here because he's going to get the truth. <laughs> you know, and it's all, whew, man. <laughs> you know, and, and he's a wonderful apparition. I'm an American! Yeah! American civilian. Hi, Yanks. Hi. American. Now, I didn't know until uh, two weeks before I came here that I was even going to be in the picture, much less uh, play the photojournalist, the uh, guy in tatters and rags, uh, taking photographs, trying to explain what this was all about and how it's blown his mind away. I was not in the greatest of uh, shape, you know, as far as, like, uh, my career was concerned when I, I was... Uh, delightful to hear that I was going to go do anything anywhere and I really appreciate Francis Wright even though he does drop it on you sometimes and it does take you sometimes an idiot like me a whole day to learn it why did you say that to him in the scene cool something clever like that when he you says, who why? are you? you why did you say, who are you? Because I haven't learned my lines yet. I That's know, you've why. had them for five days. <laughs> the other thing I'd like to say is that... Uh, glasses these glasses, I can't see anything through them. But, like, you know, every crack represents a life I've saved. <laughs> you know what I mean? It represents a life I've saved. You right that all out in the scene. I do, but you see the director, you know, the director says, you don't know your lines. And then, like, well, you know, if you know your lines, then you can forget them. Oh, no more or less. I see. But that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> forget those no, lines. No, but it's no I fair mean... to forget them if you never knew them. Principal photography of Apocalypse Now concluded May 21st, 1977, after 238 days, when it was originally scheduled for four months. The budget ballooned to $25 million, nearly double its original budget. There was over a million feet of film, and all of Coppola's assets were tied up in the film to cover loans and over-budget costs. With all the issues, the film was finally scheduled for release on August 15, 1979, 26 months after its original release date. With everything Coppola has on the line, the film needed to be a hit. But would it be? That will be answered next week, when the film Apocalypse Now is reviewed. We will close with Coppola's thoughts on this film during post-production, and I hope you join me next week. For Matt Connerton Unleashed, this has been a classic film review with Eric Pilcher. My greatest fear is to make a really embarrassing, pompous film on an important subject, and I am doing it. I confront it. I acknowledge, I will tell you right straight, from the most sincere depths of my heart, the film will not be good. 
to school. You finish your term paper, and maybe you get a B instead of an A plus that you wanted, so you get a B. So but I'm going to get an F. And I'm feeling like a idiot that having set in motion stuff that doesn't make any sense, that doesn't match, and yet I'm doing it. And the reason I'm doing it is out of desperation because I have no rational way to do it. What I have to admit is that I don't know what I'm doing. Well, how do you account for the discrepancy between what you feel about it and what everybody else who sees it? Because they see the magic of what has happened before. I'm saying, hey, it's not going to happen. I don't have any performances. The script doesn't make sense. I have no ending. I'm, I'm like a, I'm like a voice crying out, saying, please, it's not working. Somebody get me off this. And nobody listens to me. Everyone says, yes, well, Francis works best in a crisis. I'm saying, this is one crisis. I'm not going to pull myself out of. I'm making a bad movie. So why should I go ahead? I'd rather. I'm going to be bankrupt anyway. Why can't I just have the courage to say it's no good? There's almost anything I do to get out of it. I'm already thinking about what kind of sickness I can get. I was in the rain on the platform thinking if I just moved a little, I'd just fall 30 feet. It might kill me, but it might paralyze me or something. And then it would be a graceful way out. Come on down to the Hop Knot at 1000 Elm Street, Manchester's premier craft beer and gourmet pretzel bar. Tell us more, Trudy. We make our dough fresh every day. We make a variety of styles of pretzels and serve craft beer, cocktails, and a few bottles of wine. We do the traditional pretzel, and we have multiple flavors for that. We also do stuffed pretzels, pretzel sandwiches, free dessert pretzels, and pretzel knots. The Hop Knot in the Brady Sullivan Plaza at 1000 Elm Street. Bring your kitchen to life with Queen City Cabinetry. Located at 87 Elm Street in the historic Sunbeam Mall in Manchester. Open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. and Saturdays, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. They can be reached at 603-222-2007 or on the web at queencitycabinetrynh.com. Come see the possibilities. Queen City Cabinetry, another proud sponsor of WMNH. This hour on WMNH is sponsored by CGI Business Solutions, located at 5 Dartmouth Drive in Auburn. They serve all your business needs, including employee benefits planning, corporate design and business administration, investments and wealth management, and customized business insurance solutions. Their phone number is 866-841-4600 or on the web at cgibusinesssolutions.com. Are you looking for a job with great benefits, flexible hours, and competitive pay? Then visit us at DonutJobs.com. Do you love working with people, a fast-paced environment, and having fun at work? Then visit DonutJobs.com. NGP Management is a large Duncan's franchise with stores throughout New Hampshire, and we are currently hiring for all positions. Who doesn't love free donuts while you work? Visit us at DonutJobs.com to apply today. WMNH, rip the knob off.
Welcome back. We are way in hour number two, Numero Dose of Matt Connerton Unleashed. And we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast 97, if you are in Manchester. And hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe. You can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, etc., etc. Today is Friday, January 7, 2022. John Hopwood is with me at the news desk. Did you turn my microphone off? No, you can't hear yourself? The just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. For me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. I just figured you would because I was being obstreperous uh, towards the end of the first hour. You were? I didn't even notice. Well, you know, I have a very censorious uh, <laughs> superego. <laughs> I know what obstreperous means. I do not know what censorious means. Censoring. Oh. Of or prone to censor. Ah, I see. Censorious. Okay. Well, very good. And uh, Texas Mike is uh, on the couch. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Uh, and uh, you're both joining us tonight on Retro Spectrum Radio. Is that correct? I thought we'd bring some dames with us. Oh, boy. How many are you going to bring? Uh, Mind if I dance with your dates? Uh, you probably wind up dancing with them anyways. They're much taller than me, and uh, I, they wind up leading. Right. I don't like it. Oh, <laughs> I see. Uh, yes, Retro Spectrum Radio tonight at 7.30 p.m. right here from the studios of WMNH with, of course, Polly C., and myself, and uh, this week, uh, Dan Randlett and DJ Steve are not with us, but we will have John Hopwood and Texas Mike. I'm still a little confused about that. Are you joining us? Well, if he doesn't get sculled by his uh, girlfriend, oh, I with see, like a beer bottle or, or something. Is is that uh, is that true? You're supposed to meet her in like five minutes, right? Or or she was walking in until five down at Market and she's making her. Way up to Margarita's. I'm just waiting for the mes- message from her to. Is she walking? She's walking for Mark. Mar- and you're not going to accompany her? What kind of gentleman are you? Yeah. She was, she's coming from. She's got to walk anyways, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, she, she, yeah, once she gets some Margarita's downstairs, um, she'll text me, and then I'll leave this program and go, go have a date, and then. Then walk her home after, then walk back downtown, so. Okay. Sounds too complicated for me. Yeah, a little complicated. 
Anyway, that's all right. Uh, but uh, that will be tonight at 7.30. And, of course, coming up at 6 p.m. immediately following this program here at WMNH is uh, Granite State of Mind, hosted by the great Rob Azevedo. Uh, he'll probably uh, be popping in uh, any minute now. Uh, I did uh, receive a message from him a little bit, uh, a little while ago. Uh, you know, he usually tries to come in here uh, early and then, uh, you know, uh, tell us what he's got coming up on his program. So we always enjoy that. It's nice to see our friend Rob. I also want to remind you, of course, that we are proudly sponsored by the Hopknot right across the street in the Brady Sullivan. They've got the delicious gourmet pretzels. They have craft beer, a wonderful assortment. And uh, who did you say, Mikey? Uh, Kevin Horan? Is that? Yes, correct. And their next gender wonder has been announced for February 5th. February 5th. I'll tell you what. Sometimes I think you should be our entertainment reporter. You always know what's going on. Uh, you know, we had uh, Easy G for a while, but he's retired. And, of course, uh, Christian Lacoste, DJ Reckless, but mm -hmm. he's not able to be here consistently every week. So, I don't know, Mikey. We might have to offer you the gig. It uh, it uh, doesn't pay anything. But, uh, yeah, something to keep in mind. Perhaps we can uh, ply you with, uh, uh, I don't know, cookies or something. Donuts. Or donuts, yes. Yep. Do you ever think of becoming a donut baker? Who doesn't love free donuts while you work? Exactly. Donutjobs.com. There you go. Well played, sir. Well played. Yes, yes. But uh, if you'd like to get in with a call, 603-250-6007 is the number. 603-250-6007. You can also text me at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at MattConnerton.com. And, of course, you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. But the best thing to do so that we may hear and enjoy your dulcet tones is to give us a call at 603-250-6007. Uh, looks like folks appreciated the Animal House uh, reference. Uh, I made uh, uh, folks in the chat room uh, enjoyed that. <laughs> what Animal House reference was that? It seemed to have escaped me. Well, I didn't say it the way he said it in the film, but when I said, uh, do you mind if I dance with your dates? Do you, I still don't remember that. Well, it, well, I didn't say it the way they say it in the film. It's a very different... Is uh, that with a mannequin? Very different uh, scenario. A mannequin? Oh, that's a terrible movie. Nothing no, I mean, there was a mannequin in the Delta House. I don't even remember. Do you know that my ex-wife was in the series? What? Yeah, there was a Delta House series after that. You know, the annulled marriage, the decimation suit. Who? I'm not supposed to talk about it. Uh, I'm very confused. Wow, I don't know what you're talking about. But well, you're, you're, not you're, you're very loyal because you know that I'll get sued if I talk about it. Right, yeah. yes, and we, uh, we absolutely uh, do not want that. And uh, speaking of our friend Rob Azevedo, he has arrived. How are you, sir? Hey, guys. How are you? Mr. Squid. So Squid. you, I, I saw the pictures on Facebook, so you got caught up in I what I was happened. listening to you guys. And you got caught up in the uh, the instant mm. ice. Instant. Yeah. I had left my house, and I was like, wow, the, the steps are a little slippery. And driving down the road, right in Hooksit, and this pretty good hill. And I looked down the hill, and I'm like, oh, look at those cars. They don't look good. They're like... And then I just touched my brakes, mm -hmm. and that was it. Yeah. And the car, I didn't panic, but the car just went, and I'm like, okay. And there was an embankment. The pictures didn't really do it justice. There was a pretty good size uh, embankment. I didn't know if I was going to hit this concrete oh. uh, mail post. I didn't know what. So yeah. went right down the thing, and I stopped uh, a gas line marker. Stopped the car from going further. Well, that's good. Yeah, so I got out. Um, 
it was rainy and all that. And a cop came by. He's like, you all right? I said, yeah, I'm fine. I didn't get hurt. And he's like, I got to go. I got 10 yeah. more crashes. Yeah. Um, but I sat there and then ended up walking home or halfway home and somebody picked me up. Uh, left the car there, had a tow, had to get towed out, you know, picked oh, out of that yeah, thing. Yeah. But um, any damage to the car? Yeah, but exterior damage. And and like I was, I put on my post there. So I drive an 07 <laughs> K, uh, Toyota Camry. Yeah, it has three hundred. For... It it no. it has um three hundred and seventeen thousand miles on it. It yeah. runs like a top. Yeah, and I am damned if that thing's gonna gonna go go out of commission uh before four hundred. Yeah, so. I took it to my buddy's shop, and he's like, and it's a big, insurance is so messed up. I pay insurance every month, right? They didn't even pay for the towing. Somehow, they That's did odd. Yeah, horrible. And then th- uh, I get a call. I'm literally not even up the embankment. And I get a call from this guy, a wrecking company, saying, we've been told, uh, you know, I had called my insurance. But he was like, yeah, we're going to uh, come and uh, um, junk your car. I said, what do you mean you're going to come and junk my car? You don't even know. You've never even looked at it. Uh, but anyways, kick them off. And yeah, I, I just had my buddy bolt up the, uh, the bumper, yeah. had to put a new, the uh, whole side was kind of ripped up. So the oh, uh, side mirror was gone. Yeah. So I had him put one on there and oh, here we go. Let's keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, it was scary. Yeah. I, I'm just amazed. So they how, wanted to total your car. You they, want- they wanted to total my car without even looking at it because it has, because, because it was so old. Because it's so yeah. old. They yeah. just calculated why put money into this? It's right. Like, the uh, the uh, repairs would co- be more than the worth of the car. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But uh, I can't believe, I'm like, I don't even know, uh, you know, you haven't even looked at the car. Yeah. You, and the car's still, I just drove it here from Pembroke. Yeah. You know? How how's, you, how's your father doing? Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's he's better. Yeah, uh, he's still there. He's at Mass General. Okay. You know, they did a triple bypass and, mm-hmm. and he's mm-hmm. recovering and going through it and... Um, I'm going to, I got a call down there. I haven't heard from them today. I heard from them yesterday. I haven't heard from them today. So, uh, after the show, I'm going to make my daily call mm-hmm. and get, get the update, but, uh, nope, he, he should be okay. You know, he's, you know, he's got to, got to go through the recovery. That man is a saint and I only know him through Facebook comments, but there is nobody, Yeah, nobody sweet. I, I don't really read many comments as it is. I'll post stuff. But I don't really get into the... That man, I will read everything because they are uplifting. Yeah. He is positive. He doesn't care if you just had dinner with the devil last night. He's going to believe in you today. Yeah. I mean, that's the sense that I, you know, I I got from this guy. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, So God bless you, buddy, and keep on fighting. Yeah, yeah. Martin, Martin, Martin. That's uh, right, yeah. Yeah, everyone everyone loves him. He's kind of new to uh, social media, you know, just within the last year. He he got on Facebook and, uh, yeah, he... uh, Sweet man. Yeah. Absolutely. Was he named after St. Martin? I don't know. Are you actually. named after St. Matthew? I am. Yes. But you're named after your uncle. I'm not named after my uncle. My uncle and I have the same name, but from what my mother told me, I was named for uh St. Matthew. Yes. Is there a St. Martin? Uh I didn't know. I thought he was named after Martin Short. They could yeah. be a Protestant. <laughs> it could be a Protestant. Could be a pro- saint. Possible. You know? Yeah. Um, Martin Luther or whatever. Oh. Have you guys been on Gonzo and uh, Clayton's show yet? Have been following those? Gonzo and I are we uh, we, we he triggers me so we have a divorce now. <laughs> oh, you guys, uh, you guys had a split. Oh, yeah, we have one every uh, every three weeks or so. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's not even exaggerating. What's the gist of the split? 
oh, he drives me crazy. But let's not talk about that. <laughs> okay, okay. But then somebody else who heard him talking about me, they drove me crazy, which caused a big incident. Yes. But the contretemps is over. By the way, uh, Eric Pilcher in the chat room says Martin Connerton is a national treasure and sure must be preserved. Yes. Absolutely. What are we going to do? Pickle him? <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I don't I don't think we do that. But Preserve uh, it, Preserved. And uh, Miriam Banish says Martin is a good name. My mom's maiden name was Martin, and my son's middle name is Martin. Wow. Well, I like nice. Martin. Isn't uh, Crazy Joe Martin, too? <laughs> I didn't even think of that. That's, that's true. Crazy Joe, is uh, his name is Joe Martin. I didn't even think of that. Well, he's no saint. Well, his real name is Jose Martinez, but he's got the uh, anglicized uh, version. Uh, what have you got uh, coming up tonight, Rob? Well, uh, we had a big, here we are thinking you're going to come into 2022. Uh, the, like the 10th year of Granite State of Mind, start off hot with a live performance while the kid got di- uh, stranded up in Maine. Oh, uh, so Which is going to crank some tunes. I've been reading. Uh, I've got I got a couple really good books um Oh, for Christmas, music books, writers, travel logs, stuff like that. So um, I've been really getting down into the uh, Mississippi Hill Country Blues. So I'm going to, this guy was everything from um, Sam Phillips stuff to, you know, country blues. I don't know. So I, I've been downloading a lot of music. So you're going to have to put up with my tunes tonight until next week. But we have a full calendar going right into mid-March um, mm. of New artists that have not been on Granite State of Mind, so I'm looking forward to that. And you have a show coming up at the Saskia on the 29th? Oh, thank you, Mike, you for reminding me. What would I do without this guy? He's like my uh, secretary. He's you know, going to the, be the new entertainment, though. Yeah, we want him to be our new entertainment reporter. Why don't you do that? He knows yes. what's going on. He does know what's going on. Yeah, uh, so that's just tonight, and then... I was sitting around. I've been going crazy, like Groundhog Day up there in Pembroke. I'm yeah. telling you, because um, I'm like, uh, how much TV can you watch? How many times can I walk from the living room to the kitchen from back and forth? So I was like, I got to put on a show. Uh, so uh, January 29th, we're going to do a tribute to Tom uh, Waits. Oh, have oh. done them in the past. Haven't done one for a few years. And I threw it out there and hoping, okay, hopefully we'll get 10 songs. Oh, my God. 25 songs. I have to stop the uh, the artist. We've got like 15 different artists coming in. Really deep cut Tom Waits stuff. Four o'clock, January 29th, free show, Shashkeen. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Excellent. Excellent. So did you say 10 years uh, you've been doing Granite State of Mind? Yeah. Yep. 10 years now. Wow. Uh, started up at WNHN. Yep. Uh, sl- uh, small station up there in Concord. That's Concord, yeah. yeah. Yeah, then went to, uh, yep, yeah. yep. Uh, Arnie that's where Arnie, Arnie's home yeah. base, yeah. Yeah. What, you know, think about Arnie. You, I met her. She's an older woman. There's something that's, like, attractive Please. about Please, Arnie. Please, we've, we've got him here. He uh, might, he might, he have might go after three. Mikey yeah. might go after <laughs> Very, 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 uh, yeah, good, really nice woman, very yes. smart and all of that. So started yeah. up there, then went over to KXL in Concord, and then I think five, however long you've been here, I've been here. So how long you've been here? It'll be five years in April. Okay, so April, it'll be five years down here. Um, so that's, that's the same, and really, I'm not... I'm, <laughs> I don't know if I'm lazy, uninspired, but the show has never changed its format. I mean, I still have the same opening song. Yeah. You know how bad I am at computers and all that stuff. So we just stick to what until I'm kicked off and told to go home. Well, the format, though, that you use is kind of flexible because sometimes you have artists come in and play live. and Oh, yeah. Some, sometimes you just play songs. And uh, plus the takeover, that's new. The takeover is new. Yeah, from yeah. last year where other um, artists come in and play their own songs. Yeah. You know... Did you see that um, uh, documentary on WBCN? 
Oh, I used to listen oh, to the Beast. Oh, no, I have not Good. seen that yet. I every, Everything I hear about it is very positive, okay, but I, so I haven't we, seen it. Hop, you, you're, you're- Did they form. mention Austin? Or, um, they Austin? mentioned everything, how it started, everything, and it goes right up to, you know, like until they got sold in real commercial. But you got to check it out. It's, it's kind of like what we do down here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, limited rules, um, kind of everybody's got their own flavor. Um, playing their own music that they want, covering the topics that they want, not, you know, not right. sort of angled by an advertiser. Um, well, we're very fortunate the level of autonomy that we have here. Yeah. You know, yeah. Is so this really WBCN nice. in the American Revolution? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And if you want, uh, I'll give you my um, my Amazon password, and uh, I already bought it. So oh, you did you? Watch, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so just hit me up privately. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, by the way, uh, Miriam in the chat says, hey, I've talked to Tom Waits' manager, Stuart really? Ross. Wow. He manages Puddles the Clown, who does a ton of Tom of uh, Tom Waits covers. Send him a message. Find out if he's ever going to tour again. That's the one artist that I who's still alive that I've never seen I would love to see. No kidding. You've never seen him? How, never. Old, how old is he? Uh, he's got to be in his 70s at this point. You yeah. know? I mean, well well into his 70s. Yeah. He was around in the early 70s when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Getting into music. Yeah, I'm sure he's... he's I bet he's about then. 75, 74. But these guys, they still look great, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Playing great, feeling great. Yep. And Michael's got a couple dates. I was listening. Yeah. She's he's... making her way here right now, trudging through snow. Yeah. Without her man to protect her. Where are you taking her again tonight? She she chose it, and she chose her favorite spot. Okay. Margarita's. Oh, margaritas. Okay, so that's pretty nice. I was going to say, I just ate sushi at Osaka's over here. Really, really good. Highly recommend. If you're a sushi fan, everybody, it might not look like um, the type of place you want to go in. And It is clean. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is well lit. Nice big TV. And the sushi, I got a rainbow roll. I'm sort of a novice, but delicious, light, clean, fresh Osaka's on... Uh, uh, Elm Street. Well, that's new, right? Or yeah, new- it's new-ish. been about a thousand different places yeah. uh, these days. It's the same place, I think, is the, what was that, Hookabah at oh, one point. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Been gone well, that goes back, yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, um, uh, Miriam says uh, he he did ask uh, and uh, Tom Waits' his manager there, and uh, he said he hopes that Tom will tour. And uh, John Monroe says Tom Waits is 72. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yep, he's the man. So we're going to pay tribute to him on uh, the 29th of January. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Very good. And then start back up at your place in mid-March? Uh, end of March, the 26th, we're going to start it off with a Grateful Dead um, tribute. So, you, you know, I'm the least biggest fan of the Grateful Dead. In fact, I don't know. I'd you probably, either are or you aren't, you know? I'm out. But a lot of people love it, so I'll, I'll suck it up. Yeah, <laughs> always surprised. I'll, I'll just test it. all their product before they come in. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Other people's product. <laughs> By the way, uh, Scott Perry of the Courtesy Call uh, podcast is in the chat room, and uh, episode forty-five will be available on Sunday. That is a great uh, political podcast. Scott does a great job. Um. <laughs> Rocky Huber, by the way, is not a fan of margaritas, apparently. I-, I like margaritas. Yeah, it's not bad. They have a good burger. I find Mexican places have the best burgers. Hmm. I've never uh, found that, but I never order the burger there, so right. I can't make a d- fake. Right. I hope you guys made uh, fun of Ted Cruz today. 
What'd he do? Oh, did you see yesterday? Over the following the day news. before yesterday, he's just he was going off saying about how it was a terrorist attack on the six and this can never happen again. He got on Tucker Carlson and Tucker was like, you know, basically, how dare you say that? Mm-hmm. And then he goes, you know what? It was a poor choice of words that I use. It's like, buddy, just tuck it. Just tuck it or cut it off. You don't need it. Well, it's just like when... Uh, he's running for president. Yeah, he's great, too. He'll it, get it. It's just like when he, you know, back during the 2016 campaign, he stood up to Trump publicly. He refused to endorse him at the convention, all this. And then uh, next thing you know, as soon as Trump's a nominee, he, you know, he's in love with Trump. Of course. Even after, he, uh, even after that he... That happened to a lot of people, Matt. After, 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 well, he, well, I know, yeah. after he calls your wife a bag of shat, you know what I yeah. mean? Oh, it's yeah. like, uh, yeah, that's nice, huh? Yeah, yeah. That's politics. Yeah, yeah. Ted Cruz, he reminds me of... Uh, he's kind of like Mike Pence, you know? Mike Pence, he... Uh, you know, I mean, Trump uh, nearly got him killed on January 6th. <laughs> yeah, you know? didn't care. And, well, and now, near, nearly. And now Pence is just like... He gives these speeches where he says, you know... The president and I might never see eye to eye on that day, but I'm so proud to have been his vice oh, president. Oh, of course you were. It's of like, uh, you know, you know the dude doesn't, like, if, if you were to, I mean, anatomically, he's a Ken doll, right? He's, he's hey, gotta he's, be. He's a machine. <laughs> he's just he's a, a politician. Oh, he's yeah. gross. Yeah. Politician. It's just, it's just such a lack of... Uh, Second oldest profession. Yeah. Hooker than the, uh, the <laughs> pimp. Yeah. He comes a politician. So Biden, my opinion, your opinion, what do you guys, I don't think he runs again. I I could go 50-50 on it. I don't do you know. mean support, or you think that he isn't just, going to run? I just think he's going to pull a, uh, uh, what was it, um, Lyndon Johnson. Well, the out he has given himself James is, is there was that one interview. I forget who he was talking to. Somebody asked him about it, and he said, you know, as long as his health holds up, then then he'll run again, and he plans to run again. Obviously, if it's even in his mind that he might not, he can't say that. Right. Because then he immediately becomes a lame duck. But then who do you have out there? Pete, but, uh, Pete how do you pronounce no, his last name? I, I, I use an obscenity. That's Judge. That's... He is already running for president for 2024. He gave uh, Manchester $25 million, and now we're in, uh, he's going to give us $100 million. He is running in the New Hampshire primary. Mm. Yeah. Because Kamala Harris... No, that's not that's not she's happening. Just, no, yeah, that's not going to happen. Just, I don't see, but I don't see any, you know. Once, oh, you know who I like? I like that governor, and, and I know she needs to become a. But from New York, governor? the the governor that took over Cuomo's spot. Oh, Kathy uh, Hochul. I like her. Yeah. I like her. I like how she operates. Not enough. Uh, first of all, that's a machine in New York, and New York doesn't really churn out the presidential timber. No, they almost did. Mario Cuomo. FDR. Mario Cuomo. If he had run, he would have been. Uh, I think he would have been elected. <laughs> you can't say that. I, that's what I think. Well, he didn't come to Manchester that night, and the people were out waiting for him. Well, well, he and he didn't. Well, come. well, he wasn't running. He was very firm that he wasn't going to run. But I remember. Well, nine, no, they in, were waiting for him because they thought he was going to show in up. 92, in ninety two. There was a lot of public 92. pressure on him to run, and and he just was not interested. You can't say somebody. You know, uh, so many. How many times they can base, oh, this is a Hall of Famer, and mm. they just don't make it. Mm-hmm. Or this person's going to be president. Remember John Glenn was going to be president. Uh, he certainly went down there. Scott Robinson. Oh, McCain. Yeah, you would have yeah. thought that that would be a shoe in Well, McCain got good and screwed by the uh, 
Oh, in South Carolina, what they did to him in South Carolina, they spread, and New York. They spread that rumor that he had a. You're, you're talking about when he ran the first time when a W became the nominee, right? They yeah. made it that he couldn't, that, that he uh, had a, that he had a, a black child out of wedlock. They, well, that was they, in South Carolina. They, they do that. that. They spread that rumor there, and that was it. That was the end of his campaign. I never forgave Carl Rove for that. Yeah, but they do that. They do that. that was Bill Clinton just, too. So they were bad. doing that. The thing was in New York, and they tried to keep him out of the primary. Yeah. But all the stuff they did to Bernie, the Republic yeah, that's what parties do. Yeah. You know? Scott Robinson in the it's chat gonna be, says Hillary's uh, gonna run again. Says uh, Michael the Bennett from, that. Michael Bennett from Colorado is the most qualified. Yeah, that's I true, like and that means that he'll never be president. Yeah. You know? <laughs> what, Hillary's not like gonna be John, John Hudson. Yeah, what does make great. I mean really it, the Clintons have to maybe back off the ego gas a little bit because if Hillary really thinks that this nation is begging for her. We didn't even want you. I voted for you against protest because I, because the other <laughs> yeah. idiot I've been looking at since I was 15 years old on a People magazine in the grocery store. I'm like, I can't vote for this idiot. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't really want to vote for you. You're the most unlikable person I've ever watched in my life. But uh, well, we'll ha we'll have her meet you the next time. Uh, she's more likable. I've her. heard many no, people. Yeah, John's always said that, and I've heard many other people say that as well. That if you actually like in person. She comes off completely differently. I saw her. I heard her on Howard Stern. I'm like, why didn't this person run for right. president? Right. She tightens up in front of the camera. It yeah. was uh, uh, Al Gore. Very personal, funny, friendly. In front of the camera becomes, they call him the wooden Indian. Yep. Which we can't use something like that. He would just become stiff in front of the camera. Oh. They just stiffen up. Whereas Bill Clinton's. You're seeing what you get, you know? Oh, yeah. And I guess Ronald Reagan was like, it, 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 it was very charismatic. Two most charismatic people I've ever met, Reagan and Bill Clinton. And, uh, oh, my of course, Dutch was a lot funnier, they said, off camera. He'd tell the gay jokes and stuff oh, my and father, humiliate My uh, father Nancy. loved Ronald Reagan. <laughs> loved my father Reagan, hated him. Yeah. What about John Kerry him. when he ran? He was a pretty— I love New Hampshire. I'm like, where, dude, you're from like God, 50 so, miles down the street. He was so What, what are you doing, dude? Right. <laughs> yeah. he, him and uh, Mike Dukakis, the only two candidates I swore right from the get-go. They both went, yeah. <laughs> went yeah. down into the... Because I'm a, that's a, you know, like a Massachusetts liberal Democrat that facing my politics. But John Kerry, he was so tall, and but he didn't know how to do the camera or anything. I'd be interviewing him, and I had the... Uh, ever since Kelly Ayotte, who was taller than me, I'd have a unipole, yeah. and you put the camera up, and they'll talk to the camera. Because if they're going to talk to me, they're going to be talking yeah. down. And you don't want that. John Kerry, I was actually, he was on a curb. So then he was like seven feet tall. You yeah. know, almost as tall as Peter White. So he doesn't, he just starts talking down to me. So I got, got a, a video of him talking Oh, that, down, that's a good know? one, man. But, uh. Well, we're gonna but, uh, we're gonna start to wrap up because uh, we got to get Robin for yeah, granted state there. of mind. Got a lot of prepping to do. I have to plug my phone in. Oh yes, yes, yes exactly. That's more <laughs> than some of us can do. And then, of course, uh, coming up tonight at uh, seven thirty p.m. will be Retrospection Radio with Polly C and John Hopwood will be here as well. And I think Mikey, uh, Texas Mike over there, yeah. will be joining us. So we'll uh, see. Do you want me to drive we'll you down there so you can find your girlfriend? Oh, oh, <laughs> I need a think... snowdrift now. <laughs> she could. Well, anything's anything's possible. I think that's very uh, nice of you to offer. She that. just saw my message twenty minutes later. So, all right. Is she at the hall now? What? I mean the dump. The, uh, the place. <laughs> the, the, 
Okay. Anyway. They're not a sponsor. <laughs> That's right. All right. And if you miss any part of today's show, it will be up in just a little bit at WMNHradio.org and at my website, MattConnerton.com. Gentlemen, thank you all three of thank you. Thank you, Matt. You're welcome. Oh, I don't know if Mikey's a gentleman. Well, but, uh, yeah, he's yeah, not he, there. He's a dog. He, he, we know that. He claims he's a he dog. is. He claims he is. Thank you to all of our callers today. Thank you to Eric Pilcher, of course, for another classic film review. And uh, that's going to do it for us for now. And uh, I will talk at y'all a little bit later uh, coming up uh, tonight at 730. Bye, everybody. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just one dollar text the word grade to 323232 right now hooked on phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day for more than 30 years hooked on phonics has been the proven learn to read program that kids love to use text grade to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days guaranteed text grade to 323232 right now and get started for just one dollar text grade to 323232 now text grade to 323232 